Hello and welcome to the Summer Nats podcast, the official show of the world's wildest car festival. My name's Jay Benz and I'm joined by my mate, Owen Webb. What's happening, mate? Plenty happening, mate. Uh, had another good week. I'm actually starting to enjoy this, um, not having to work every day. I think it's absolutely awesome. <laughs> and other than that, I actually almost got enough money to get in the buy Virgin, but not quite, so I'm waiting for some help from you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't doubt me that you could buy an airline company, mate. You'd been, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. So what else has been happening? Just working on your car much? Yeah, a little bit this week. And uh, obviously we've got a whole lot of stuff coming up. I've been putting together some interviews from some of the best car builders in the US, which will be coming up in the future. So uh, really enjoying that as well. Yeah, you were saying you'd be working really hard on that. There should be some really, really good exclusive content for sure. All right, tonight we've got a proper mad show for you. First off to rank is Jesse, a.k.a. The Real Shook on 3. He was a Twitch sensation and was at this year's Summer Nats live streaming from the event. Then we have Mark Trueno, who is the owner of one of the biggest social media car communities around. Burnout Video Royalty, I should say, and Burnout Royalty, Flinty 460. And then we have Tyre Smasher Mick Brasher. Also, <laughs> I love I know, that. <laughs> that's, it's going to be, I'm so pumped, mate. I've got electricity going through my hands, can't control the... Uh, the the mouse doing the podcast. There we go. At the end of the show, we've got some exciting details also about an update for the latest Burnout Masters game, so hang around for that. We are here with Twitch Sensation, the real shook on three. Jesse, what's happening, mate? Just on the day in paradise, mate. How's it going, you dog? <laughs> good, good, brother. Where about you? Uh, where, are we, where are you coming from tonight? Uh, I'm in Tugum, like uh, on a creek, with some rental house in a creek. Tugum, like 30 minutes uh, north of Harvey Bay, I think. Yeah, man. If you don't, if you don't mind, I'm just going to give the audience a bit of a background on you from the uh, the crazy research that I've done. Uh, you're from Omaha, Nebraska, USA, but now you travel the world uh, streaming various types of content, from fishing to partying to big events to summonats to everything in between. Tell us how did that all come about, and what's life now like that it's taken off? Uh, I started doing music on uh, on Twitch. I met a I met a bloke from Australia through my Twitch streams. And I didn't, I just wanted something different. And my mate was just like, uh, from Harvey Bay was like, just come with me. I had like $1,500 in my account at the time. I was super broke. And he's like, I spent my last 1200 bucks and I bought a plane ticket just to come to Australia. And he's like, come stay with me. If you want to stay for a month, that's fine. If you like, you can stay for six. And this is my third year back now. So, and then it just, I started making videos uh, instead, of, uh, instead of music. I started crabbing and fishing. Cause I've, I've always liked fishing, but Australia is way different. Like, like the real deal when it comes to outdoorsman stuff. So I don't, I'm hooked on it. And, uh, then I met Mark, uh, everyone from Summer Nats, got into Summer Nats, and now, now I'm into the car stuff. So it's, it's just been one thing after another, just, just following the breadcrumbs, mate. I know that your community means a lot to you, obviously. You call them Mod City, right? You want to tell us about those guys? Oh, I got, there's so much to me. I got it tatted on my hand. I don't know if you can see that. It's a big group of rowdy blokes that all have a this good time. The average age is over 30. Like uh, Everyone's just there to have a good time, and they all just make fun of me on everything I mess up. It's like if you visualize like a online forum message board, but instead there's like a live video where everyone can make fun of like watching a TV show where someone messes up all the time and you can make fun of that person and that person can respond to you. It's like, it's like that. So it's a, it's a pretty chill vibe and we have a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember you saying it, someone that's to someone that, that, that someone that didn't know um, what you'd done. And then you, you they would think they were blown away. You telling them that you stream for like 10, 12, 15 hours sometimes. Like it's full on. My average, uh, it depends on where I'm at, but like here I can go, like I go about 14 hours a day out here Yeah, uh, just from the boat out here now. So I can go fishing and then crabbing and then hang out, drink some beers, get on some great <laughs> Northern fishing again when the tide comes in, throw the cast net a little bit, just that Australian lifestyle. I love it, man. 
Yeah, I've seen you living it up on Fraser Island just recently too in some crazy weather as well. That must have been a bit of fun, right? Yeah, the first first 14 days, there was like a cyclone off the coast in the first 14 days. And then after I waited for the the weather to get clear, and then after that, I got kicked off the island because of the corona, COVID, or whatever it's called. Yeah, I did check up on you when there was a bit of a storm once, and I thought it was going to be like Mary Poppins. You're going to blow away holding one of the poles, you know, something like that. It was like 60, 60 kilometer an hour winds out there, so it gets pretty, gets pretty feisty on that east side of Fraser. I see you've got the Survivor set going there, mate, with the flame in the background. Uh, it keeps the bugs away, citronella oil. It's a... Uh, it's the cream of the crop out here in the mangroves. Yeah, you really couldn't be without it in Australia, I guess. How, how did you hear about someone else the first time? Like, who mentioned it to you? Uh, I think it was Mark, Mark from Street Effects. And he just mentioned it and was like, you want to come? I was like, sure. And I came and I had the absolute <laughs> best time of my life. Because it's like, I don't go to a bunch of car events in the States, but I've, the car, like all the same, I grew up, my, my dad had a 1965 Fastback Mustang he gave to me when oh, I was yeah. 18. I graduated. So like... My dad's into muscle cars. I, I know all about American muscle. And then I come to Australia and there's all these cars I've never seen and everyone's just doing skids. Yeah. And they're like, send it, you see word. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Like, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is where I want to be. Everyone's on like, the fence. And I just like skid row, man. After the first day, I had this picture with uh, Mark Boxer, like before I think Adrian or him got me in the pit. And uh, my whole face looked like I was a coal miner. And I was like, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Like hottest day ever in Adelaide and then just inhaling rubber from the tires and getting burned by methane and, or methanol, I mean, and uh, it was, I, it was unreal, man. The thing I loved about Summer Nats was the atmosphere. Like everyone's just there to have a good time. Like you might have an awesome car, you might have a crappy car, but everyone's just there to do the same thing. Just like do skids, drink a little, and then party at nighttime with, with your guys' live performances. That was like, that was awesome. It was, I've never been anything like that before. I don't think they have anything like that in the States. Yeah, and you were streaming long hours there too. I know that you were everywhere in the event. Like I remember seeing you, like literally walking everywhere. I did over forty hours in three days. I couldn't. I couldn't stop. It was good. Yeah, too good. I remember you did. You went on the burnout pad too. You want to tell us about that experience? First time I went with a homie named Jay. He had that blue uh, semi truck, semi truck. Yeah, and it yeah. did crazy donuts. And that was like the whip, and that was just like a roller coaster ride. And I was just <laughs> mind blown from that. And then I got in with uh, Debbie Gray. Yeah, Peter and Debbie. I, uh, I got in that Camaro and that was like a, that was like a $5,000 thrill ride. You play, pay at a theme park to get in. Yeah, I just, would, yeah. <laughs> it was, everything just went black. I, know, I saw a smoke and I was like, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Oh, please don't die. I watched the video. Just, that was, that was wild, man. What an experience I had. It was, it's, I, I, I when I go back to the States, I'll be de- definitely telling a lot of people about it. And I know the people that watch the stream were like, what the heck? This is crazy. It's like, there's nothing like that where I'm from. So very uh, eye-opening experience. And it's the best party on earth. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I know uh, we met. We did. We shared a, shared a beer and watched Shannon Island Airborne. It was great. I was going to say to you, um, so how did your audience take it too? Like, you know, they, they seemed pretty responsive to the summer nights. It was 99.9%. Oh, my God, this is awesome. There was, there was a lot of car enthusiasts in there overall experience was phenomenal. Like a lot of, I have a, so the way I have it set up on my stream is say like, uh, I walk around with this backpack all day, right? It's yeah. got like four modems and they're all connected. I probably got Wi-Fi cancer. Like I just have modems going through my back all day. And anytime I get somewhere where the signal cuts out or say my battery dies, I have break screens. So it's like visualize it like a commercial, right? Yeah. Well now one of my screens, like three or four of them, about five, six minutes of it is videos from summer nets and stuff we did. And every wow. time that video comes on, everyone's like, this is so sick. What is this? Like for the people that missed it and everyone's like, someone that's, yeah, do it's good. You know, like it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people like seen something they've never seen before when we did that, those videos. You just got a, I think you just got a V8 yourself, right? In the Land Cruiser, right? 
Yep. 2000, uh, 2009, 200 series. I'm here on a, I'm here on a tourist visa, uh, not tourist visa, a working visa to promote tourism. Yep. So my game plan is to take uh, my vehicle around Highway 1 counterclockwise from like Harvey Bay, go up north and then go around west, go all around Highway 1. So go up to like Cairns. I want to go to Cape York, then to Darwin, Perth, uh, Adelaide, Melbourne, get on the Spirit of Melbourne or Spirit of Tasmania, go down to Taz for a little while, come back, go up the East Coast. It'll take me like a year and a half. And I'm just going to live out of my crab and fishing and try to show everybody Australia while experiencing it for the first time. So I can't wait. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Honestly, like uh, I think people, if they want to tune in and see that, where can people find you? Uh, Twitch.tv. If you look up twitch.tv slash the real shook on three. But if you just type in, if you go to twitch.tv and search the real shook in the, in the bar, it's up for, it's the only one that pops up. I think I speak for myself and the whole summer. That's teammate saying uh, it's a hell of a blast to have you on here. And certainly looking back, looking forward to seeing you at summer. That's again. I had a blast. I love hanging out with you guys. I met a lot of cool people. Uh, I made, I feel like I made a lot of lifetime friends. Like, I don't know how many times we, we talk, what, two times a week. Exactly. Exactly right, mate. Exactly right. It's a blast having you on here, mate. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate your time. Me and everybody. Yeah, I had a good time. Yo, we do me a favor real quick? What's that, mate? Make sure you have a dope day, mate. I will, my brother. Thanks, mate. All right, welcome back. Here with us is Mark Trueno. Mark's a giant online social media guy. He's got one of the biggest car communities going and most certainly lives his life going fast. What's happening, mate? Mate, I'm just chilling out here in the warehouse. This year has just all turned to uh, a little bit, a little bit crazy. So to get this is as close to being out of the house as I've been in a little while. So <laughs> for everybody, social yeah. distancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, more than 1.5 meters apart. Do you, do you want to start with telling us about the, your online car community? I guess um, more than 10 million followers on Facebook and YouTube combined. Um, no doubt, you worked really hard to build that community, mate. And give us a bit of a rundown of how that works and how it all become yeah man well look we used to basically start as a company all we did we sold stickers like um uh and literally our facebook so we've been around for about 10 years and facebook was fairly new and um facebook started with one customer and it just grew from that so we basically all i did is everyone that had ever bought something from us i emailed them and said hey join our facebook page and we started from that one person and then it grew and then when facebook tried to take on youtube uh, with uh, videos, um, they, they accelerated pages that had video content. That's where we sort of got our jump because Facebook back then was everyone just posted pictures. And then when they allowed you to start posting videos, um, we grabbed that and ran and it just blew up. So um, it, it accelerated us from like 50,000 followers. I think actually the biggest jump we had was Current Affair had a feature of one of our stickers we had a picture of like, it said cops don't like this with like a thumbs down or something. And that was one of our stickers and it happened to be the title of a page called Hooning on Facebook. And uh, then they mentioned the page on the news and then all of a sudden we started getting all these followers. So we grew from like 5,000 to 50,000 all because of uh, Tracy Grimshaw. <laughs> so thanks crazy. Yeah. What about after that? I guess it sort of just stems from there. I guess we kind of, pivoted from being just making stickers and stuff to um, really fueling our passion for cars to like, we got the opportunity to, we, we were wrapping vehicles and, and putting motorsport graphics on cars where we started. And then pretty much our entire friendship group started with social media and, you know, we'd meet up with people at drift events and cause I used to do a lot of drifting back in the day. And then we went from drifting and uh, went to different events and just sort of met everybody that it just ended up, 
blowing up to being more of a social media company than um, we, we, we still sell stickers, but it's not really our core business anymore. Now we get to go do a lot of event coverage, which is how I met you guys. Yeah, totally. Totally. What, what drives that passion for cars? Where does that come from? Mate, I think it's the actual opposite from when I was a kid because when I was a kid, my parents didn't want me in cars. Right. And every time they would leave, they would go away for a couple of days. Um, I would find some, whatever money I would have, I'd go buy wheels. And like I was, I had no taste whatsoever. I had a Corolla T18, which was the most expensive car I could afford at the time. And um, I used to go to pick apart. So I used to go there and I would just take the bonnet vents off cars and double-sided tape them to the, the hood of my T18. I painted my drum brakes yellow because obviously everyone needed <laughs> to know I had do. drum brakes. Yeah. yeah. So I had like like stickers and like uh, I, then um, bonnet vents on my cars that at 100 k's an hour, one of them flew off because a double-sided tape was enough, hit the car behind me. <laughs> I had to go back to pick apart the next day. And then this time I drilled them into the bonnet. But uh, I think it just sort of came because, um, yeah, when I was a kid, my parents were more into four-wheel drives than that. And I used to just try and play up by doing whatever they didn't want me to do. And that was, (laughs) yeah, automotive stuff. And I remember that they told me, you know, that they would help me buy my first car or my first half-decent car anyway, if I got something sensible. And they were taking me to like the Hyundai dealerships where they had like a Hyundai Accent or something. And, uh, I ended up just going and saying, hey, look, I've found a car that I like. And they said, what is it? And I'm like, oh, it's called a Toyota MR2. And they were, um, oh, what, what, what sort of car is that? I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a Corolla, just a little, just a two-door Corolla. And then I turned up in this Toyota MR2 thing and my mum walked out of the house. She turned around, and just walked back in, wouldn't speak to me. And she's like, if you think I'm going to co-sign for that for insurance, you're laughing. And then we never talked about that much that, anymore. Like, and then... Like later on in life, I'd turn up to their house and take my mum for the drives in Lambos and all sorts of stuff. So <laughs> they've come around a little bit. My dad's not so much. My mum's down for a little bit of fun in cars, at least. Which, which leads to your pretty rad car collection, mate. What's in the garage, you know, at the moment? Um, well, I can't fit them all here, unfortunately. So I've actually had to move a couple of cars out just so I can sit down. Um, so behind me, what the story with the Supra actually is that I sold my first Supra to fund the starting of Street Effects to buy a sticker machine. So I sold the Supra for 30 grand um, and then I bought a sticker machine for 30 grand or 40 grand or whatever it might have been. And that's what started Street Effects. So the one behind me is not the same car, but I ended up building it to look and basically be like the ultimate version of what I could have done if I hadn't been a broadcast with a $30,000 loan for a $20,000 car. I was going to ask you quickly, like, what's going? I know you do a lot of media at Summer Nights. Obviously, what's going through your head there? What, what do you like about the event, mate? It's probably the one of the wildest sort of things to actually like. It's one thing to see it on, um, like, I because I, I, I'd seen it before, like in little video clips and stuff. But yeah. to actually be in the environment, it's just insane. Um, don't expect to go back without stinking like smoke. That's, <laughs> Like all your clothes, that's pretty much their one-use thing after summer now, especially if you've just had the opportunity to go in some of the burnout cars. But, yeah, uh, yeah the environment's probably the, the most wild thing that I've been to. Like, like what Jesse was saying, it's like when you're going in some of those cars, it's kind of like actually being at a, like in a carnival ride. On the burnout pad and stuff is just, just absolutely I, – I, it's I, – I made a video about it because – showing some of the in-car and out-car and that because to ex- actually explain it to people, you just can't. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, no, it's, it's absolutely something else. It's something else to be there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
So where, if, if people don't follow you already, mate, where can they follow your stuff? Um, all right, so we've got Street Effects on Facebook. Um, so it's just facebook.com slash Street Effects. We've got the Street Effects uh, Motorsport TV YouTube, which has just ticked over 100,000 yeah. um, subscribers. We've got twitch.tv slash Street Effects as well, which is, um, Jesse got me onto. And um, we've got Instagram as, um, as well. And uh, I think I may have mentioned that. So it's Street Effects on Instagram also. But any social media, if you search us, we'll be there. I don't think I've ever posted anything on Twitter. I think I own a Twitter account, but I've never used it. I look forward to seeing you, mate, at Summon Apps again, hopefully in uh, January. Absolutely. Take it easy, man, and keep those cars building. Yeah, mate, man, there's just there's never enough time for the amount of cars I've got. Yeah, the car, cars are, but they're probably the best thing on earth, right? Yeah, mate, bloody hell, absolutely. If you can't tell from around me. This is what I like to surround myself. There's a bed, bedroom upstairs as well, so I can sleep up there. Sometimes I like crash up there and just like stare out over the car. Thanks for coming Cheers, on, mate. Mark. Appreciate no it. Worries, See buddy. you, mate. Have a good one. Right. Catch we'll it. Do. We're here with Burnout Video Royalty, Flinty 460, and Ty Smasher, Mick Brasher. What's happening, guys? Hey, how's going on? there? What's happening? Uh, not much, just the quiet one at home. <laughs> <laughs> Been plenty of that over the last few weeks. It's all right. Oh, my lawns are nice. All right. So, so welcome, guys, and uh, thanks, Peter. Um, you're obviously better known as Flinty uh, for your antics on the Burnout pad with the yellow XCU. Uh, but probably even more so for your, your filming, your pits and filming. So you're quite removed from this whole burnout scene in your day-to-day life. So tell me, how did you actually get into the whole burnout thing? Um, always had an interest in cars ever since I uh, got my licence um, and then just started going to events as a spectator and um, took a, uh, had an old Falcon that I took there as a bit of a from some driving events and then uh, started filming from the stands, just something different. And uh, a couple, well, about 10 years ago, I was uh, introduced to Wild Mick over here. He used to run the Wild Boys, yep. which was a huge club over here back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And uh, he got me down on the track one year, um, very close to Peter Pike that used to run the Motorplex over here and just filmed half a dozen of the Wild Boys cars. And then it just sort of, it started to snowball from there. I then got media uh, for a, a lo- couple of local shows and then it was every show and every country comp. Um, and I was doing that for sort of, probably three years, and the YouTube channel didn't really do much in that time, but there was plenty of content going up. And then um, one year I was actually overseas in Singapore and I got a message from uh, the crew at Street Machine asking if I wanted to come to Summonats and uh, help out with the filming. And uh, I couldn't say yes quick enough. Um, <laughs> exactly. Huge, huge opportunity. And, um, yeah, uh, Scotty and, and Telford at, uh, at Street Machine have been a huge supporter for me and uh, – yeah, I look forward to that phone call end of November, early December, saying, are you coming? Yep, absolutely, <laughs> book me in. So uh, I've done the last seven summer nats, stand pad side. The last two years have been hard work in a fire suit, but um, it's got to be done. It's all about safety. So, uh, yeah. no, man, I, I, get a, I get the best platinum pass in the, uh, in the event just without the seat or the shades. So. Yeah. We're, we're actually having a show on May the 12th. It's going to be the, the hottest 100 skids and, that's going to be on, on real soon, but I'd like to know what your three favourite skids are and, and why you chose them. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a hard choice when I was asked that one. But yes. <laughs> uh, there's a few that uh, a few that come to mind. Um, first one was Dave Shaw's brutal, brutal one tonner. Just I could go back and watch that now, and it still gives me goosebumps just thinking how how loud and savage that thing was on the pad. It was just unreal. 
Um, haven't seen it many times since then, but uh, yeah, if you, you get a chance, turn the volume up and listen to this big block scream. Um, but that was awesome. We've got that running just as we're talking over it now, and we're also <clears throat> probably up to Unwanted now. That was uh, your second favourite? Yeah. Um, Unwanted, been around for a number of years. Matt James uh, obviously uh, bought the car and rebuilt it and uh, had a few few fires, but nothing like what we'd seen uh, at Summer Nats this year. And, uh, yeah, just absolutely set everything on fire, the car, the pad, the wall, <laughs> you name it, everything was burnt. Um you watch the footage and you see the fire. It was amazing how good these fire suits are. Um, this was probably a year or two. Oh, this was a couple of years before we had the requirement for fire suits. And uh, one of the fire crew had actually taken, they've got their own photographer down on the pad and she managed to take a photo at the time and has caught me in the photo and I've got all these flames around me. At the time, yeah, that was really cool. But thinking back on it, Jesus, it was uh, yeah. It was uh, interesting. So um, I'm glad we're in a fire suit now. He's done really well, hey, like uh, with the with the compact Fairlane and this car. He's, he's uh, unreal, isn't he? Oh, un- amazing cars. Just yeah. no mechanical sympathy whatsoever. Just foot down, off it goes, big blocks, four block. They just scream. And, yeah, uh, yeah you can see why he's won so many events. He's, but, but and, the, and drive, unreal. Amazing yeah. driver. But even the finish on those vehicles, like the compact, we even unveiled that when it was new. That's how good it was. First class, and uh, yeah, you'd see a car like that get unveiled, and you think, "Wow, he's actually going to go out there and." Uh, yeah, everybody said that would be unveiled. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you love more, Flynn? Do you love smashing tires or being behind the camera? <laughs> um, smashing tires. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> it's actually cheaper to stand behind the camera. Put it that way. <laughs> All right, mate. So um, obviously, uh, I would, I actually suspected that you probably would have had one of Lynch's in here, and and you had a bit, two or three to choose from, but. You've gone with um, the uh, the one from this this year, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was so hard to pick. I mean, every time he, uh, I'd pay the price of admission to, admission just to go and watch Lynchy skid. He's just unreal. And then you get to talk to him after the event, and it's just first part. But he's, on, uh, he's actually yeah. on. He's on next week's show, so that's cool. oh awesome. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm All a right. big fan. <laughs> but you also run your own event over there, is that right? In WA. Yeah, yeah. So a few years ago, um, I got to know uh, Chris Orchard, uh, known as Ballistic, over here. Um, got to uh, got to be good mates with him, and he approached me one year after uh, getting kicked out of a, an event. I won't say which one, but anyway, um, <laughs> we uh, we yeah, we just started talking about putting a show on. So uh, we ran our first West Coast Nats down at the Collie Motorplex, where uh, where Gaz Nats used to run, and. Um, yeah, that was apart from being a stinking hot day. It, it was a it was a good first time out, a great learning experience for us. Um, we then got the opportunity to run two years at Barbagello Raceway, and uh, that was uh, that was really good. Unfortunately, we had issues with uh, with timing and and event dates. Uh, we'd been talking with the Perth Motorplex for a while, and uh, we managed to run a show last year, and uh, that was a huge success. And uh, yeah, we were just about to announce our date for this year's show and the world turned to crap. So, um, yeah, we're, we're on hold at the moment, but uh, we managed to put last year's show together in eight weeks. So uh, as soon as we get the go-ahead, we, uh, we're back out there. We can't wait to get out there and smash some tyres and, and put on a show for everyone. The beauty of running events in WA is I just can't believe how many guys are in the burnouts over there. There's so many entrants, isn't there? Oh, it's huge. It's you, you, huge. Could almost, you could almost just run a burnout comp for the whole day. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you've, you've got to give them something different. You've got to give the crowd something different. So we've got cruise the track. Yeah. Um, the burnout demos we put on over here, we had Lynchy and, and nine other guys um, come over from East and they were blown away. We just like get out there, smash tyres and they, they had a ball. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then we still had a full burnout comp and um, yeah, it was, it was a huge day. When things were really rocking over there with the mining and that, I was I done a couple of gazanets and I think I counted in one event fifty blowers. It's not it's not uncommon to get thirty plus blowing cars over here, yeah. even without interstate cars coming over. There, there's plenty of them around. So, all right, mate, I really appreciate that. Uh, hang, hang around there. I think's just champing the bit, so I need to get him. <laughs> He's very patient. He's very patient. He's saying Mick Brash is patient. All right, mate. Hey, really good. Uh, so I want to know, firstly, your first memory of Summonats and w- what event was it? Oh, my first memory would have been maybe Summonats 9 or 10. I took down my two-door LC Toronto with a small box Chev in it. Uh, we took a shitload of tyres, <laughs> smashed every set on the cruise route. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, not you're not, where, where you're not supposed to. Yeah, of course. Uh, I entered the burnout comp. Done, done no good. Um, went back up to where the um, horse stables were and finished off the tyres and <laughs> put it on the trailer and drove home. <laughs> and, and then got kicked out. <laughs> oh, I didn't get kicked out that year, no. No, it's been a good. Where was your first, like, real burnout? When did you do your first oh. competition burnout? Do you remember? Uh, I'm glad you said competition. Not yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the first one probably would have been about 25 years ago, Newcastle Speedway. Yeah, I remember it, it, it all started there. It was on a regular basis, and I ended up getting there as um, I was a bit of a bad boy back in the day, and I got my car confiscated <laughs> for uh, doing it on the street. So I've, I've learned from them and only do it at uh, the proper places now. Mate, I've heard you've got a bit of a, a stable there of Corollas. How many you got? Oh, I had about 12 Corollas. Of yeah. the, Wayne Harris, who was just as on, that's one of my old cars. Okay. From Darwin, I sold that to a good mate of mine, Nick, in which he off-sold it to uh, Wayne up in Darwin. But uh, I've got eight left. Most of them don't go. I had a, a big block in it, <laughs> small block, little four-cylinder. I was back in the day, I was into the uh, two-door Tiranas, and Linda was into the – me and Linda been together for 30 years, and she wow. her, her first car was a KU20. We had 10 acres when we first met, and uh, we had paddocks full of two-door Tiranas and Corollas, and – I was working night shift at this time and I got home late. Or actually, I got home early in the morning. I went, geez, it looks a bit funny from, because uh, I did a double shift. I said, it looks a bit funny. She told me she was having a bit of a clean up. She paid the local scrapo guy to come up and get rid of all my two door LCLJ Tyrannus. I had seven of them. She, she got her own way. So that, that's why it didn't bother me back then. Like, they didn't really mean much to me. But now, yeah, but look, look what are they worth now? And that's why I got KE20s. I'd rather much have the, uh, the LC and the LJs, but the old KEs are in the stables now. Hey, mate, and they've done well for you. So oh, you, they have. Hey, mate, you, you know, I thought you lived in a property. Um, you yes. got your own burnout pad on that? I've got my own burnout pad. Yeah, I reckon you would. That's what I would have thought. I bet you've had some wild times there. Oh, I've had wild times up here. <laughs> It was so hard. I had it choreographed to um, to do a bit of a video, and it was so hard trying to test and tune my own car. And then uh, we had, we, I probably, I probably invited ten or fifteen mates up. They end up being about two hundred. Come up to the housewarming party <laughs> by Friday afternoon. The paddock was full of motorhomes, trucks, trailers, tents, um, swags. I had a mate from Newcastle, AJ, come up and film it. 
from out of a helicopter. I hired a helicopter out of Newcastle to fly up. That that video went viral, as everyone would have seen it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the following year, it was Lynn's uh, 40th, and she said, what are we going to do? And I said, well, there's only one way us Aussies know how to party. So it was uh, another reason to celebrate and smash tyres. So I ended up having 22 cars come up that year. It rained the day before. It rained on the day, but, yeah. We had a ball of a time, yeah. I had a lot of good, tough cars and uh, I've made a lot of good memories. Yeah. The, cars that, the cars that come up on the day, like on the second one, we had Gary and Jake and Deb come up, Tony De La Vera, Toothy, Outlaw, oh, my wow. old mate, Tamara the Dunt and Dave Pendlebury, oh, Toothy. <laughs> we, had a, we had a heap of hate tread crew, the tire militia guys. <laughs> you know, my shed, I'm, I'm anal on... I trust nobody. I left my shed open. There was only one fight that weekend. It was uh, my missus and my sister. <laughs> there, was one, there was one thing broken. We had a pot plant, pot plant broken. It was my youngest daughter hit it on the bloody golf buggy. We've had a blast up here. I know another time one of the, uh, the Speedflow boys come out on one Sunday Arbo. They wanted to test their car. And tell you what, they fired it up. They'd done one quick burnout. It woke the whole lot of Tari up, bro. I live on a hill. I, I think that was between that and Benny Circle's car would be the loudest cars I've had up. <laughs> hey, mate, is that, is that how you actually got into your own events, Brashen That Well, I had Tubby and uh, Nathan Owen's place and a few other Queensland boys come down for the first party and they were banging Brashen stickers on cars. Yeah, right. And that's how the name come to it, uh, Brashenats, yeah. Is that how you actually got into your own events, Brashenats? That, well, I had Tubby and uh, Nathan Owen's place and a few other Queensland boys come down for the first party and they were banging Brashenats stickers on cars. Yeah, right. And that's how the name come to it, uh, Brashenats, yeah. We've yeah. done 10 shows already, three in Darwin yeah. and the rest at Sydney Dragway. Over yeah. the last 10 years... Oh, oh, probably 10 years ago in our lives, everything revolved around burnouts, getting the car ready, who are we talking to, where are we going, to the next event. I lived and breathed and thought, you know what, stuff it. I'm going to run my own event, my own show. And that's, and that's what we did. Lynn and I and the girls, yeah. It's, it's easy when the family love it Yeah. as much as I do. Yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. it easy, except, except pack up time when it's time to unload the trailer. They all just, <laughs> bolt. I've got to wash my hair. I've got to get ready for school. I've got to do... nah, uh, good, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have uh, such a good family. What's, what's, the pressure like? what's the pressure like to do a burnout at your own event? Is the pressure big then? Oh, very big, very big. <laughs> I've, I've busted two engines at my own event. It's bad. Very bad. Mate, so you talk that you're living and breathing burnouts. What yes. do you do away from away? From I haven't worked in a couple of months now. I've just taken time out. I've been wanting to watch a few Netflix movies and uh, <laughs> waiting for the next tunnel. I just finished doing uh, Pennant Hills Road Tunnel. Oh, good. I was down there for 14, 15 months, and now we've just got another contract to do M4, M5 tunnel. So I'll be back to in Rio for 18 months. Yeah, good. Um, when I come home, me and Lynn like to eat. We like to go out for dinner, the finer things in life, and uh, <laughs> play, play, play with me. Oh, we go to Foster and Port Macquarie. <laughs> we duck down to Harry's. <laughs> Look, I've got five acres up here. It's, it's nice and mowed and manicured. We run amok. The girls make their own little bloody YouTube videos, and oh, 
Fantastic. Time, time flies and we just have a ball up here. You, you must be fixing all the roads and tunnels so you can get quicker down to Canberra, right? Fixing uh, I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I can't wait. When that Penalty Hills Road opens, I can't wait. It's just yeah. going to be, yeah. Hey, listen, oh, more importantly, in, in Summer Days 27, Summer you, actually, 27. You, you actually won Burnout Masters in Grandma's White Corolla. Oh, so, I did. I did. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. How'd oh. you feel? How'd the whole thing feel? How did it feel? It, it was awesome to win it. It was awesome to win in the Burnout Masters. Like, I won the money. We won the holiday to Malaysia. So I'm not sure if everyone knows. We, uh, someone that's took half a dozen guys over there and with their families, and we just we, we, we holidayed over there for a week. We went to Samanats, Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, we tripped around on bus trips and sightseeing, and it, it was awesome just to go over and drive other people's cars, which which the, the main guy over there, he had 30 or 40 cars. We yeah. just drove around and, yeah, freaking awesome time. But for me, my pinnacle win would be Samanats 23 in the normal class. Really? Probably, probably the best for me because it was just in the normal class. As a kid for me, the Masters wasn't around back then. Yeah, okay. It was yeah. the normal class, and there was like it, it was probably like five or six hundred people competing just to get into the top 50 or 100. And to win that one blew yeah. me away, yeah. blew me away. I also had a look today, and um, oh, I've seen it before, but I had another look today at you in the States with uh, Lynchy and Hoonigan. Uh, that must well, have been awesome. Yeah, I must be a bit older, eh? Because I didn't really know much about Hoonigan. But when I got there, I just went, oh, this is my, yeah. <laughs> I'm in paradise. I'm in paradise. Oh, it was, uh, it was crazy. Gup, poor Gup from Power Cruise, he was just there going, no, don't give it that many revs. <laughs> You're going to break it. <laughs> yeah. We had a blast. Yes. Awesome for Power Cruise for taking us over there, eh? Just unbelievable. Yes. Perfect. All right, mate, got to wrap up. So tell me, what's in the future? Yes. What's in the Coming up for oh, Mad, listen, Mad Nick. I've got something in the pipeline not many people know. I've well, always got a few been... people listening here, so okay. you can tell us. This All is right. an exclusive. Your yeah. Eagles are getting another new look. You know I've got ADHD and I've got to keep – I even built a spray booth in this shed over Christmas because I've just – I've got that many ideas I want to do. It's going to get a new, it's going to get a new look. It's going to get a new heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it will shock some. It will excite others. It's getting a supercharged 13B rotary in it as we speak. Oh, wow, there you wow. go. So I'm gonna, will we see it at Summer Nats 34? We will. Yes, we will. Yeah. 2021. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's down at JC Racing in Sydney. Yep. It's, wow. just about, it's, it's just about finished. And I can't wait to uh, hear this thing. And Johnny's so excited. You know, it's just going to be ear piercing and uh, see what we can pull out of this thing. I have no doubt you asked him to make it rev. Let's, let's, uh, we've done all the, <laughs> all the homework. I've got we, the we perfect- need to upgrade the. Will you need to upgrade the Monster Taco to have a few bit more on the end of the needle or what's the no, go? No, oh, oh, no, no, no Monster Taco. Um, <laughs> I've got the perfect place to test it here, so I yeah, feel sorry for exactly. my neighbours. But, yeah, it's probably going to cost me a few bucks to send them away for the weekend, but I can't wait. It sounds like uh, plenty. It sounds like he might make your uh, next year's top three, I reckon. Oh, I hope so. I'm looking forward to this thing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> four, four podcasts in, Webby, and look at the exclusives that are dropping now. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah Mick Brasher driving a road tree. No way. What the hell yeah. on? <laughs> All right, guys. Look, I really appreciate your time. and thanks, and it's really great having both you guys on, so appreciate it. All right, man. How mad is, how mad is that in the skid break? Red Centre Nats pumping skids. The, the word is that that event is still happening on Father's Day in NT, so the planning is still going full steam ahead. So isn't that exciting, Webby? 
It is, mate. I uh, only heard that this week. I couldn't believe it, but I'm, I'm, it's one of my favourite events. So, yeah. Man, I, 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 I can't wait to go there and get, get my camera and walk around and talk to everyone and see what's going on. I'm really excited for that. Look, uh, this week, we've got two Haltech hoodies to give away. Owen, spin it away, mate. All right. This is, I've actually got a really simple question because um, I want to know who was the first Summonats Grand Champion. Oh. So if you know or you think you know, as I say every week, Get your answers to podcast at summonats.com.au. I think simple, but I think not so simple. I think people, you know. <laughs> well, it's been 33, so there you go. All right. You know him by his name, Marv. He's here. What's happening, mate? G'day, guys. How's it going? Very good, good, mate. Well, it's, who was the first Summonats Grand Champion? That's, that, you, you test the memory banks with that one, Webby. It's because yeah. um, it, all, all the cars kind of blend all together. And it's like all these, all the names and, you know, oh, was it? The VL or was it the VK or was it the LX or was it the XB? Was it Astel? Was it all these names of Macbeth, <laughs> names from the past that come back, you know? Muddle up your brain stew. I can still remember, so there you go. <laughs> I was just going to say, oh, Webby, Webby's been sort of like, you've been a central tenant of Summonats <laughs> for all those years, mate. It's, you got it. <laughs> I think I'd be shocked if I, if I, I reckon if I went to Epic, in like June or September or sometime like that, and I didn't see you wandering around there, Webby. <laughs> I would, I, I wouldn't believe that I was in Canberra. There you go. <laughs> What's, is that? Is that your rant? What's your rant, mate? Uh, uh, <laughs> is that the rant? Look, I thought. No, I, I thought I was going to rant about uh, panel gapping. So, Webby, you're you're a body man from from way back, and, and yep. I'm sure that um, gapping panels on old cars would rank up there in pleasurable things to do along with drooling a third nostril in your own head. <laughs> I was sure I was sure that was gonna be the low light of my week was was putting a whole front of my car back together and, and you know, American cars in the sixties weren't built that well. Shock horror. And um, you know, you've got to like you put your knee into it and you're kinda of bending the guard and you gotta force the thing in there it doesn't go and oh just knock your beer over, bloody hell, kick the dog off, get out of here. I thought that was gonna be the worst thing that happened, but no, I I drove back down to Sydney and I, I live in a we live in the inner city and live in a big tower and um I was reminded today of what an absolute pain in the rear end all those blokes driving around in late model beamers and audis and volkswagens and stuff that have the farty gear changes what the hell is that about <laughs> like i thought i thought like manufacturers were meant to like put a lot of effort into making their cars sound good like oh. no it said you hear this we got we're on a hill so we got all these we got about every 10 meters is a speed hump and of course Every backwards cat boy racer chutch in a Golf R has to do zero to 100 tests in between each bloody speed hump. So all you hear is, all through the day, is, uh, 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 like, oh, great, there goes, there goes another person who looks up to Eminem for spiritual guidance. <laughs> it's just like, guys, think, if you're driving around in one of these chutchmobiles, just stop for a second and have a think about the people who have to listen to you flops drive around our suburbs... <laughs> Making these farty noises. Like, maybe go, come down to Summonats and listen to the fine concerto that is a supercharged big block V8. That, that, that's a at good 8, noise. 000, at 8,000 RPMs. Yeah, like, let's, like, there is never a bad time to hear a big inch pushrod V8. Even, like, Coyote sound great, the, the quad cam V8s, they sound bloody beautiful. 
but oh man, these fart boxes and it's. I don't mind the sound of the. I don't mind the sound of the XR6 turbo and the F6 in the fart noise though, with the with the with the ZF box. I, I tell you what, like <laughs> when when those when the sixes get loaded up, it's it's. I don't reckon it's the sixes because even like the the AMG V8s, they sound yeah. good. Like I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know how AMG even gets those things legal because they are loud. Yeah, they are. But it's the four bangers. Like I'd, I'd rather listen to a dozen Suzuki Swifts with five-inch mufflers. I never thought I'd say that. I was always the guy like laughing at the auto salon cars back then. Yeah. I was just like, you got a two-liter engine with a ten-liter exhaust system. Like, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's it's they sound so much better than these other things. <laughs> Thanks for your rant, mate. Appreciate it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so how good was that, mate? That was great. Some good guests oh, on, eh? That was really good. I mean, Honestly. everybody was awesome, but wasn't that really cool to hear um, what Brasher was doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and the passion of Flinty that he shows through all his media that he does. Yeah. And he's a skid guy himself. And, and, yeah. and Mark, Mark with his, you know, his crazy car collection and, and you know, and, and building that car community. And Jesse with his crazy yeah. going around. What a mix. What a mix. What, what's really good about this that, uh, like, Yes, you know, we're both in the car scene, but yeah. you learn, you learn, we're interviewing these guys, but I've learned stuff every week. Oh, and I'm talking about punters' cars. I believe you've picked some out from some of the events that are coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Every week we uh, we grab a we grab an entrant from from one of our events. So first up, but Red Centre Nats, and as you said, looks like it's going to be on Father's Day. Oh, mate, I'm mate. super keen. Yeah, we've got entrant 247, Christine Jackson, and she's got a 66 Triumphs um, Spitfire Coupe. And that's one thing I really love about Red Centre is that the variety of vehicles. So it's a really cool, really cool little car there, Christine. For Motor X, but entrant 51, Joe Canata with his Line Event 71 LC Tirana. That's absolutely looks like the photo's awesomely restored. And that'll obviously be in the muscle car section. And then for Summonats, we've got uh, George Anthony from Kuma. He's got a 69. Uh, Fastback Mustang. He's been quite a few years in, in the build this car and we'll be unveiling that car. And uh, people will remember, remember George's. He had an XB Pro Street Falcon back in the late 80s with a heavily graphic. So uh, been a great car guy for many, many years. So really looking forward to seeing George's new car. And then for Rocky Nats, we've got Entry 143, Mark Grates with a 59 Chev Apache pickup. Man, I just love these US <laughs> trucks. So uh, I can't wait to see this. And it's got a big block, and yeah, really looking forward to seeing it in action up at uh, up at Rocky. That's I tell you, Easter next year. I tell you what, for Utes, they get bashed around. Those guys do those Utes up within an inch of their life, like I'm a smick. Absolutely, and I just I love the US trucks. So, so keep those entries coming in. We may feature you next week, but better still, you're going to be guaranteed a spot at one of our four of our biggest events. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and you know what? This like this podcast, I guess, in, in a sense, plays onto all, all these events. We want. We want you guys, if you're out there watching, to, to share and get this out there. I mean, look at the Bobby, who we had on tonight. So absolute superstars of the car scene and stuff. So in terms of promoting this podcast and getting it out there, it's all for you guys. Don't forget in, in saying that. Summon that's 2021 tickets and entries are on sale now. Um, I certainly am looking forward to January. Webby, how about you, mate? Mate, the, it'll be worth just to see Brasher, the price of admission, just to see him and <laughs> hear him. That is, a, that is a true bomb to be dropped today, right? On a serious note, we want to say, as we always do at the end of the at the end of this podcast, to reach out to your buddies, make sure you, you contact them, video call them, send a pigeon around with a letter, a love letter, or whatever you got to do, just to keep in contact and keep your buddies buddies smiling. That is super important in times like this that people know you're out there and they know you're thinking about them as well. 
All right. Just before we go, I told at the start we'd give an exclusive on the, the Burnout Masters game. Uh, the new Burnout Masters game will drop to uh, the update. Sorry, will drop tomorrow on all on both on Google for uh, Apple and um, Android product on app stores. And uh, featured in the game will be three of the biggest burnout cars going around. And that's full on, which is Summonats 33 Burnout Master, uh, LS1 Summonats 33 Burnout Champion, and front back a legendary Burnout Master as well. Plus, in the game is added as a new car, a new car model with three alternating versions. A new level, you can tear up a warehouse, you can free roam and do, go don't drive around and do heaps of burnouts, as well as there's um, expanded garage size tilt steering, which is going to be really cool new mode, and uh, camera mode enhancements and more. So make sure you get on the app stores and get the Burnout Masters game. You can't do burnouts at home or at events at the moment, so we can do them on our phone. I'm sure, Webby, you'll be doing that straight away. You got the, you must have the app already, mate, eh? You got the exclusive? <laughs> I've got the exclusive, mate. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Webby. Yeah. Appreciate it, mate. It's been great. Uh, uh, it's been a good year. It's been great night. Thanks, Josh. No worries, mate. All right, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Cheers. In podcast five, we have crowd favourite Lynchy, Matt Watts. Summonats 33, Burnout Masters champion Rick Fuller. We've also got Marv from Street Machine and heaps of stuff to give away. Join Webby and I and these mad guests next Tuesday at 8.30pm. Summonats!